Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Did you get caught in the rain today? I got caught in the rain today. I am dry now. I mean, the funniest thing is I was wet before I got caught in the rain because I was sweaty. The rain just helped me clean off, if I'm honest. Wasn't the end of the world. But good golly, that was a heck of a storm, wasn't it? Speaking of one heck of a storm, check out my buddy Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. This is Link Ray Gun. This is Link Ray. That was, I should say, Link Ray. Again, that is our theme. And the theme of today is keeping dry. Keeping dry. Yeah, that, that big old storm blew through Toronto right around uh, well, just, just before 5 p.m. Pulled up the old radar, as you do. Two more cells coming through around 6, 6.30 and another around 7, 7.30. So we went ahead, canceled the little guy's rugby practice. I should have learned my lesson. The most reliable thunderstorm these days that the forecasters get is the one they don't predict. Today they were one for three. Uh, because those two, they did not hit. They did not hit. Anyway, I'm, am I bitter? No. I was saying to a customer, the thing is, this summer it feels like the, the weather forecaster has been wrong a lot. Especially not so much in general, like, oh, it's going to be a high of 26 today. They seem to have that still more or less accurate. But predicting any sort of inclement weather seems to have been relegated out of their capabilities uh, this summer. But it occurred to me the only reason why we feel this way now is because they become so good at it. It's rare that they're this wrong. But good golly, it's not been a good summer to be a weather forecaster. I'll tell you that for free. Speaking of things that require good weather forecasting, how about a nice flight? Uh, if you're watching the video, that beautiful little can just popped up on your screen. This is flight HBC 1019. What is going on with that name? What is this beer? Who makes it? All these questions and more will be answered. First, I want to clean the little bit of schmaltz out of there okay good there was a bit of sand anyway get this on camera for the kids at home you know how the kids at home love beer pours you know cheese pulls are they popular sure are but you know it's more popular beer pours oh it's lighting up tiktok if you're not if your tiktok isn't inundated with people pouring beers I don't want to know what you're doing with your life. Well, this lovely little number this is a very opaque orange. Maybe touching on brown towards the middle, but it's, yeah, amber to orange for the most part. Nice dense white head on there. Very hazy. Very, very hazy. And, uh, well, aromas. I mean, the instant I opened the can, I could smell it. Uh, as I poured it, I could smell it, and now I can tell you. Peaches. Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. Millions of peaches. Peaches for free. I can't remember if I got that right, if it's me free or free me. But anyway, you get the point. This is peachy as. 
On the aroma, yeah, peachy and maybe strawberries. And like strawberry tops, so there's a little leafiness to it. You know how I love it when my strawberries have the tops on them, at least in the hop world. There's definitely some orange juice in here too. I want to give it a little pineapple, but I'm not sure. Nah. Nah, I think I'm going to stick with those first three. That's peachy, strawberry, and orange juice. Coming off of this beauty. You might be asking yourself, what hop is this? Well, the secret is it's in the name. It's HBC 1019. Mmm. Mmm. Holy moly. Whew, that is really peachy. <laughs> like, I know that it doesn't have peach extract in it, or at least I'm assuming it doesn't, but I'm intellectually, I know that it doesn't. But I mean, if you gave this to somebody who didn't know much about beer, they would assume there was peach juice in here. Mmm. It even has that sort of thicker, creamy texture that you get when you have like peach nectar because peach isn't something you typically juice. You tend to get it in the Tetra pack that's like more of a nectar and it's it's thick is what it comes down to. But it's consistent with the mouthfeel of the fruit itself when you're eating it. There's a nice density to the uh, the flesh of the peach. This has that in the beer somehow. Mm. I'm going to assume that's a combination of the, the malt bill, which is almost certainly going to have some oats in there, and uh, some biotransformation. Uh, there is also some orange on the palate. Again, orange juicy, maybe a little peely, but mostly juicy, like fresh cut oranges. Hmm. I can still, uh, can still smell that strawberry, but I don't get a ton of it on the palate. It is mostly peaches and orange juice. Little uh, bit of a tartness to it. Uh, coming off the hop, I think could be some wheat in there. We always say that, but don't know. But I think the hops are kicking that. Not particularly bitter. This is this is very much made in the New England style, is my perception. It is so peachy. Like crazy peachy. How peachy this peachy peach. Peaches? Peach. Peaches? It's peaches. They could rename this hop Peach and then say it does what it says on the can. That is what I am getting off of this beer. It's delightful. It's interesting. I might have gotten a little alcoholic heat off of that. Hmm. What's the booze on this? 6.6. .6. You wouldn't typically expect that. I do feel like there's a little touch of, of warmingness on the back end of that. It's interesting. It's not, it's not, it's not bad. It's just, I'd prefer it not to be there personally. I don't know how you get rid of that. You either dial back the, the booze or dial up something else, but pff, damned if I know. Pff, 
I'm not a brewer. Mmm. But this is a very tasty beer. Now, friends, I feel like possibly I should address the thing that I haven't addressed yet. Uh, well, one of which is there's a fruit fly buzzing around my phone right now. Ah, oh, frig, I missed it. Anyway, sorry if a fly buzzes through the camera angles. If you're listening to the podcast, sorry if it flies near enough to my microphone that you get the of it. Okay, let's talk about this beer. This, by the way, did I mention it's by Great Lakes Brewery? Flight HBC 1019 or 1019, if you prefer. Um, these are an, an infrequent, no, not infrequent, but not regularly scheduled beer production from Great Lakes because when you get a hop called HBC 1019, they say it sounds like a boarding pass number or a flight number. So they call it flight HBC 1019. It's kind of cute. Makes sense. Why are they getting a hop called HBC 1019? I think we have discussed this at some point on the show, but if this is something new to you, allow me to introduce you to the world of hop breeding, which is that what the B stands for in HBC hop breeding company? something dumb like that it's really obvious whatever it is anyway hbc is a hop um growing producing uh company out of mm, probably washington they're most most of them are out of washington or oregon i think washington anyway they uh, yeah hop breeding company might be um they breed new strains of hops. They also grow existing strains, but some of your favorites were first crossbred by this company. Think the likes of Citra. You ever heard of it? Simcoe. Ever heard of it? Almost any American hop that's followed with a trademark <laughs> or a registration mark probably came from HBC. They hybridize strains of hops, much the way that your buddy's older brother in high school claimed he was hybridizing weed, except these guys actually do it. So they're constantly playing with new varieties, and perhaps they'll cross... What's the quote from Pineapple Express? It's like the Northern Lights and the... <laughs> the Amsterdam... Sheesh, had a baby, and then... Oh, that's a funny quote. I want to look that quote up. I'll get it for you. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now while I'm talking to you. Pineapple Express lineage quote. Let's see if we get it. Anyway, they make new strains. Yeah, there it is. They make... Uh, they make a new strain... And it's like, this is like if that blue oyster shit met that Afghan kush I had, and they had a baby. And then, meanwhile, that crazy northern light stuff I had, and that super red espresso snowflake met, and had a baby. And by some miracle, those two babies met, and I'm going to keep it easy on the F word, because, yeah, anyway. Uh, this would be the shit that they birthed. Anyway, it's a quote from Pineapple Express. If you haven't seen Pineapple Pineapple Express, I also don't want to know what you're doing with your life. It's not watching awesome movies, I can tell you that for free. If I may be so bold, go ahead, feel free, watch yourself. Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and Pineapple Express 
double feature. Can't go wrong. That's a good night. Incidentally, that quote is the exact lineage of what Pineapple Express is. And it's the sort of Pineapple Express, by the way, is a variety of weed. You can get it all over the place now. When the movie came out, it was still pretty hot. Um, that's what the hop growers are doing. So I don't know what the lineage is on this is, but based on the taste and the amount of peach, we're looking at probably some mix of Simcoe and Galaxy. Uh, there might be some mosaic in there because it can kick peach and that would explain where some of that strawberry is coming from. There's probably citra in there, but you might be looking at grandparentage going back like two or three generations, which I've realized that three would be great grandparentage. The point is using uh, crossbreeding methods. They create new strains trying to uh, boost specific characteristics. And, and in this case, this is clearly being bred as a New England style hop for late hop additions. Again, kicking off tons of peach, a little bit of citrus and a little bit of berries, at least to my palate. Uh, I'd be interested uh, to hear a real pro have a go at this one. Again, I feel like pineapple's just dancing in the background, but I can't in good conscience say I can smell it. Definitely can't taste it. Anyway, when they do that, which is to say they, HBC, creates a new uh, hop strain, they'll have a couple of plants, they'll grow them up and see what happens. I mean, from a homebrewer's point of view, a plant will produce you a not insignificant amount of hops once dried. But from the level of production they're talking about, all they get is enough to just do a, a viability test on it, basically see if it makes any sense to, to continue developing. If that plant actually has produced a, a, an interesting and potentially usable new strain, they'll take rhizome cuttings, which make clones, and they'll grow those up and then they'll take rhizome cuttings off of those which are also clones so you're all going off of a clone of the original descendant which tasted the way you wanted it to they'll grow up uh uh you know a, as I said, not a field but maybe a, a row or two worth which at that point now they're getting into you know hundreds of kilos of harvested hop at the end of the year and at this point they don't really know if it's a good one yet or not. So it just has a number. In this case, that number was 1019. If this is actually a good hop and people want to use it, it will get named, it will get licensed, they'll grow it in much bigger quantities and they'll also provide it on license for other hop growers to then grow. You have to pay a fee to do it. But if you've got the new Pineapple Express, people pay it because you can sell it for bonkers money. Uh, so the point is this one right now, uh, HBC 1019 is still in that they've grown up a big enough crop to distribute it a little, but not big enough to have named it or decide if it's even a viable crop, but they will provide it to brewers who they know make interesting, cool things and are capable of figuring out whether or not this hop has like some some legs to it or not so great lakes gets the stuff all the time they have a great relationship with hbc and hbc knows them and knows what they're capable of so they get to do stuff like this so this is a developmental hop which as i say peachy peachy peach bit of strawberries with the leaves attached orange juice
Hmm. So peachy. There's an earthy quality, which I think is part of what's making me think strawberries with leaves still attached. It also makes me wonder if one of the parents or grandparents is Simcoe. But there's no pininess to it, to speak of. Virtually no evergreen. It's also an interesting question because I'm assuming this has gone through some biotransformation, and I don't know how much of it, if it was then dry hopped post bio with the same hop. I don't know anything about how this was made. I do know who could tell me, but I didn't bother to check before I started recording this. I didn't want any spoilers, guys. Leave me alone. Also, I'm lazy. Mm. To my palate, assuming that this was an easy enough hop to work with, this is like a, a perfect New England IPA style hop. You would probably still want to season it with a bit of citra, but mix it up with a bit of mosaic and that, and you're off the chart. This thing is so peachy. <laughs> and again, not to be this point of death, I don't know how this was made. If they're getting that much peach off of it and it hasn't gone through biotransformation, which I, th I don't think is the case, I think that's also partially why I'm getting such a nice, dense, proteiny uh, body on it. Again, that peach flesh, you know? Uh, I have to assume that it has been. Oh, look, there are ingredients. Water, malted barley, oats, wheat, hops, yeast. So there's more wheat, or more oats than wheat. Interesting to know. Everything else is as expected. Yeast-wise, I'm assuming this is just made with, well, actually, I was going to say just with Cali Ale, but it might not be. They might have used in New England. They might have used, like, Conan or Escarpment or something like that. Could be. Foggy London, anyone? Hmm. It does make me wonder. I'm not really picking up any any yeast characters. That said, I still do occasionally get this little hit of warmth from the alcohol. Which is interesting. A yeast like Conan that can really go to work on sugars could definitely provide that. Could. Don't know. An interesting thought process with this, too, is does Lackey or whoever is making these flight based beers have a stock recipe, assuming like, OK, this is going to be a hop that's going to be like a New England forward hop. Do they just use a stock recipe and drop in this hop? So the malt bill's the same, the, the hopping schedule's the same, everything's the same. They're just specifically using this hop to kind of tune it. Or are they spending a bit of time with this hop, maybe piloting it on a small system, and then checking it, and then making adjustments to make a production-sized batch? Because this was a production-sized batch. This might be like a tank 10 or whatever they call it. They might have only made one tank of it. But... Uh, Oh, pardon me, this is stamped Great Lakes 7 Barrel Series. I wonder if that's like Tank 10. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, it, I mean, it was a production-sized batch, but it wasn't a big batch. Um, and again, they're just they're trying to play with this hop, see what it's like, see what people think about it, and, uh, and about the beer. Oh, there's so many questions. So many questions, and I don't have answers. Mm. Isn't life just like that sometimes? So many questions, and I don't have the answers. 
here's what I do know. It's a tasty beer. Again, that alcoholic heat, it's not making my day. It's not ruining the beer by any standard, but especially because you kind of get used to a certain level of expectation. And from Great Lakes, like, especially with IPAs, these are like the glaze on the upper crust. They're the part on top of the upper crust, typically. Um, even a beer like Octopus, which you can get at the grocery store for like pretty cheap, it's still head and shoulders and a good piece of a torso above almost every other IPA in that price range in that category. Um, so for this one to have that little bit, I'm like, eh, eh. it's just from any other brewery. I'd be like, yeah, of course. Fantastic. What a stellar IPA. But I just I expect a little better of you. Great Lakes. It's not bad. This is a very tasty beer. I've got more in my fridge and I'm going to drink them all. I just feel like, yeah, whatever this is, just a little little touch of something hot at the back. But the hop is cool and interesting. Did I mention it tastes like peaches? It tastes a lot like peaches. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's warming a little bit and, and quickly because I did put on uh, my Little Beast's tank top. I was topless before this started, but I felt like it wasn't quite hot enough to justify a topless episode. But it is definitely warm in my office. And this beer is warming slightly. Um, it's always interesting to see what changes as it warms up, you know? Also, as you get a bit of palate fatigue, one of the things I'm noticing is it's building a little bit of bitterness. Only a little. It's certainly not a bitter IPA, very much New England. But I am starting to feel a bit of like an alpha acid build on my cheeks, um, which that's good. There's some alphas in there. That's not bad. I feel like some of those earthy qualities, leafy qualities are coming out a bit more, though. Hmm. Anywho, what are you going to uh, eat with this? You know, I always do kind of struggle with the New Englands, what to pair them with. And this one especially, I mean, so much about this is so classically New England. There's a real nice weight to the beer. There's oats in it. There's a lot of oats in it, and, and there's wheat in it too. And then again, I'm assuming some biotransformation. So you have this, I mean, bordering on like maybe medium-bodied beer, nicely carbonated, and those hops kick a bit of the tartness to give it a little bit of a cut. So it stands alone. Like... It's not a beer that's desperate for something to help it out. Again, Mike Lackey. He wouldn't have released it if it was in that category. But then what, what would we like with this? Hmm. The usual things are going to apply here. A lighter colored piece of something on the barbecue, pork or chicken or fish. I wonder if this would hold up a bit against spice. The higher alcohol and a bit of that alcoholic heat, actually, in that context, could help you keep up a little bit with some spiciness. So you could get a little, get a little spicy. You want to get a little spicy? You can get a little spicy. I wouldn't say no to that. But what? But what? But what? Nice little tartness off that hop. 
I gotta tell you, I'm kind of stuck on this one. I, I'm I'm enjoying it fine on its own, the alcoholic heat caveat notwithstanding. I don't know if I want anything with it. I got some Takis. I got the Takis uh, sweet Thai chili. That's tasty. And Takis is doing some good things. I just got to be careful. I'm trying to not eat after 9 p.m. Intermittent fasting is what they call it. Give myself 10 hours overnight to digest. I have no idea if it's helping or not. I generally find these health things I do, I get like some fairly rapid feedback. The intermittent fasting thing, I'm not even sure what it is I'm trying to do. It's to help your digestive system. I suppose sensibly it's probably, there's a lot of stuff about specifically depression, but mental health being tied to gut health. And so anything you can do to improve your gut health can help your mental health. My mental health wasn't in such a bad spot when I started doing it, so I haven't really noticed a big payout on that yet. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the point was you got to be careful when you got Takis in the house because when you smoke a joint and walk the dog and it's 10.30, it looks appealing. But then you're not going to hit your 10 hours. Oh, and by the way, I don't do it all the time, but I try. And Takis does not make it easier. You might ask yourself, well, Chris, why do you keep buying them? And I would answer you, it's because they're delicious. They're so good. I mean, there are other good chips out there, too. I like a chip. I could talk to you. I could do a whole podcast. It could be the Toronto uh, uh, Crispy Snack podcast. Go on for weeks. But I got to tell you, one of the best things to really break into the market recently is the, the Takis. Eat some Takis with this. Have the sweet Thai chili. Probably pretty good. It's one minute away from 9 p.m. I cannot confirm that for you tonight, but I can confirm it to you theoretically. It's going to be delicious. That's what you want. I don't know. That's what I got for this one. Mm, 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 mm. Now, I missed Funk Fest up in Gravenhurst this past weekend because I, we were driving our daughter to camp on Friday. Took the day off. Long weekend to anyone. Yes, please. Uh... And then I, I had to be in church on Sunday morning because I was reading from the book of Genesis. The story of Jacob's ladder. What a story. What a story. What a guy Jacob saying to Erica in church. Man, that guy, he was not a good guy. He stole a lot of stuff, up to and including multiple blessings. It makes you wonder. Anyway, the interesting thing in that story is that, uh, that God uh, honored those stolen blessings does probably ask more questions than it answers. But like the beer and like life, a lot of questions. I don't have the answers. What I can tell you is I wasn't able to go to Gravenhurst on Saturday, much to my chagrin, which is a fun word. But if you were there, how did it go? Did you enjoy yourself? I actually don't even think I saw any social media posts about it. Hmm. Jealous. That's me. Color me green with envy. But that did just happen. Um, I think Toronto Festival of Beer has been and gone. Might have been. Probably missed that too. I don't go out much. <laughs> I don't go out much. But I stay in and I enjoy tasty beers like this one. Well, you know what? I think that's about it. That's what we got to do tonight. I I'm going to get going. Smoke that joint, walk that dog. Don't eat the Takis. It's good.
good for my mental health, I, I think. Maybe. Maybe I should look into why I'm doing this. Maybe that's my homework for this week. And your homework for this week is to listen to the entire episode Jordan and I recorded last week. Because there's an Easter egg in it, and I'm not going to tell you where, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. But I'll tell you this, you'll know it when you hear it. And when you hear it, thread it to me. I know people want people to tweet stuff, but I haven't used Twitter, like, since way before it was cool not to use Twitter. But I am on threads. I'm other places too, but I'm on threads. At Chris Schreier. Look me up. Easy to find. When you find the Easter egg in the, I think, two-hour episode of Jordan and I, really just two guys hanging out, chatting, drinking beer, having a time. So delightful talking to somebody who, in so many ways, knows so much more about the subject than I do. And just ask things. It's great. Anyway, um, when you find the Easter egg, tweet it at me. And I will tell you whether or not you found the Easter egg I was thinking of. Maybe there's more. Maybe you'll hear a tidbit and go, ooh, that must be the Easter egg. And you'll tweet it at me. I mean, thread it at me. Don't tweet it at me. You want me to see it? Don't tweet it at me if you want me to see it. I don't even think I have the app on my phone anymore. Actually, that's not true. I know I do. But it's hidden in a folder. And there are no notifications. So I will not see it, I promise you. The only more reliable way to not get in contact with me is to call me which most of you can't do because you don't even have my phone number, but it wouldn't matter if you did because I wouldn't answer. Don't tweet me. Don't call me. Thread me. Thread me. Tell me when you find the Easter egg what you thought the Easter egg was, and I'll tell you if it's what I thought it was. We'll have, we'll have quite a bit of fun on the old threads. Yeah, make Zuckerberg real happy that he, uh, he cracked that chestnut. Anywho, uh, yeah, give a listen to that one and uh, let me know what you thought. And I'll be back next week. There is a possibility that I will be guesting on a podcast. I was supposed to do it last week, and then I canceled because I was a tired, grouchy old man. But could be this week, could be next week. You don't know, but I will put it out on the social medias if I do. And then you can check it out. And uh, maybe there will be an Easter egg in there, too. You never know. You don't even know what podcast it is. Wait, did I talk about this? I might have already talked about this. It's, it's beer and bullshit. Anyway, uh, we'll see what we see when we see it. In the meantime, you have yourself a good week. Pick up some of this. You got to go to the brewery to get it. You're not going to get this at the LCBO. I promise you that. Or the beer store. God help you. This is Great Lakes Brewery Flight HBC 1019. I picked it up at the brewery this weekend. I bet they have it at the uh, brew pub downtown, but I might be wrong. Sometimes you bet and you lose. I might have just done that. Oh, there are words on this. I didn't even really read it. I basically said what I said anyway. It's all about experimental brews or hops. That's that's what this is. Anyway, check this beer out. Uh, I picked up some other worldies while I was there. A lot of Prem Lager. Don't mind that. Don't mind it one bit. Some uh, Octo. You know I did. Octopus straight from the brewery. Come on. Can you beat it? Can you beat it? Got the missus some of their uh, vodka and gin based uh, canned cocktails. Woo! She enjoyed them. They look good. So uh, swing on by there. I, I was by there because we we're coming back from dropping our daughter off and we had to go across Lake Sh or uh, not Lakeshore. What's that highway? QEW. And so it jumped off and went to the brewery. 
and I am glad that I did. Got a couple more of these beauties to uh, revel in the peachy goodness, and revel I will. Revel I will, like a, like a celebrator at a midsummer party dancing around a maypole, which, actually that doesn't make any sense, midsummer is not May. Hmm. Gonna have to workshop that analogy. And while I do that, you take a listen to my friend, Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. This is our theme. This is Link Ray Gun. This is the end of the episode. You have a good night. Bye. <laughs>